church is the beginning of the Christmas week, starting um, tomorrow and such. So it's just a time, you know, it's not a time to get all the last shopping done. It is just time to start to remember, okay, this is why we're here. This is what we're doing. This is where we're going. Amen? But it can be busy time. How many know what I'm saying? It could be a busy time. You know, you got all the parties you're supposed to be inviting your pastor to. I mean, that you're going to. You got all these things, all these gatherings going on, and you got things happening, and, and you got the shopping. And then once you do the shopping, you got to wrap it. Somehow that falls to me. But that's okay, because Lisa really took care of us this year and did all the shopping. And then you got to get out of the tree, and then you sit there and you go, oh, man. And then you got this, and then you got to go back out and do some more shopping. And then you got all the little activities that every little person has from the, the youngest in the family to the oldest in the family. They go here, they do this. And it could just feel exhausting. It could feel overwhelming. Everything that has to happen, everything that you have to do and you have to get done, I, I, I understand that. <laughs> but, but it makes me think, should Christmas be exhausting? Hmm. I don't know. Should it be exhausting? Have you ever had a job or been part of a, a, a job that you work really, really, really hard? And, and maybe it's physical, or maybe it's just behind a computer desk. I don't know. But afterwards, you feel good. You, you just feel like, okay, I worked hard. It was a hard day, but, but uh, either physically or mentally or emotionally, but a hard day, but I feel good. As opposed to a job, a day, or whatever, that, man, you worked hard, and you just, you're drained. There's nothing left at the end of, the, end of that. And you wonder... What kind of energy are you tapping into with your job, with, with the situation or the circumstances that are... What, what, are, you, what are you tapping into? What, what's, what, is, what is going on? Are you, are you using the right energy? And, and I want to talk to you this morning about Christmas energy and understand it because I believe there's an energy uh, that there's an... Let me put it this another way. There's an, there's an understanding of what we have about Christmas and what we understand about Christmas and what Christmas means to us and what that should look like in our lives. What does it mean? What is it, what, how does it all work out? <laughs> how can we be energized by Christmas? And to help us launch this and understand this, I want us to jump to the prophet Micah. Now, the prophet Micah, he's not as well known as like Elijah and Elisha. Those are big boys, right? And it's often referred to as a small little, little book. And he's not as, as uh, prolific as, as Ezekiel or Isaiah. But I love the prophet Micah and his small little book in the Old Testament. Because it's so relevant. It is so practical. It is, it is made of stuff that we can grab, get a hold of. He was talking to a people that had turned their back on God and saying, hey, don't do this. Don't live this way. This is how we, but at the same time, he had mercy and hope and everything that was involved. In fact, one of the most past, the common or well-known passage, if you know anything from, from Micah, is Micah 6 eight. This says, and I love this because this is what Micah says, Micah says, I will show you what God wants of you. I will show you how to live, how to do justice, how to love 
mercy and how to walk humbly. I mean, he breaks it down. There you go. If we could just do, Micah 6, 8, if we could just live that way, in, in that practical sense, I've I, I got to do justice. I've got I to gotta be holy in how I live and how I treat other people and, and love mercy. Do you love mercy? And love, love being merciful. <laughs> you can love mercy because I want mercy. We all want mercy. Mercy, mercy, mercy. We don't like that. But are you merciful? Are you, are you, do you love to have mercy on people? If someone cuts you off, come on, are you merciful? I know, I just hit a bunch of toes there. Or did someone say, or oh, let's get real, the spouse says the wrong thing at the wrong time, and you're ticked. I, I, it's hard to imagine. Just, just stretch with me, okay? Imagine, imagine. Right, do you love mercy? So this is Micah. He's very, very, very practical. And in the midst of all of this, you will find a couple of amazing messianic uh, passages where Micah talks about the hope that's going to come. He's talking about Christmas. And he, he's talking about what, what, everything that's, that, that is going to happen, and he is so specific, he's the one that says, okay, let me tell you, this is where the Messiah will be born. He will be born in Bethlehem. Hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus is ever born in Bethlehem, Micah said, this is where he's going to be born. So this man is spot on. He's hearing God, and God is speaking to him, and I think he's speaking to us. He was, in fact, when the wise men get there and they go to the king and they, they say, hey, do you know where he's going to be born? Because we don't want to follow the star anymore, but that's another story. He said, do you know where he's going to be born? And they said, oh, let me go get my wise men. So the Pharisees and the scribes went back. And, that, and you know what they found? They found Micah. And Micah said, Bethlehem. And they came back and said, well, the scriptures say he will be born somewhere in Bethlehem. <laughs> because Micah understood and heard, heard the word of the Lord. So I want us to understand what Mike is saying because he talks about an incredible, incredible energy that we can draw from, that we can understand in a very real, in a very practical sense in Bethlehem. He talked about the Messiah being born in Bethlehem. So I want you to come with me. Come on, we're going to come and let's go to Bethlehem. We're all going to go to Bethlehem and listen to the prophet Micah, listen to the word of God. What is God saying to us about this? And here's my, I don't even think I want to get to the, the, the second idea because that, from Micah, that will probably save it for next week. But Micah says, I want you to come with me to Bethlehem because I want you to see something. Here's, so here's my one thought. Christmas energy, this Christmas understanding of what does it mean to have Christmas in our life? What does it mean to be in energized by everything that God has done in our life through Christmas. Christmas energy provides us the power to assemble. And you're going, what did he just say? <laughs> Stay with me. This is so amazing. And Micah just unfolds it before us. You see, Micah uh, started talking about the Messiah and how the Messiah would come and how he would gather everyone in. He would gather them all in uh, like sheep into a sheep pen. Just gather around into this, into this sheep pen. This is the, the picture that Micah is paint, painting of the Messiah who's going to be born in Bethlehem, right? So he said, gather all around, which is very appropriate because Bethlehem is all about sheep. 
Because you know in the fields of Bethlehem, that's where the, the little lambs were born who would be offered to the sacrifice at Passover. The ones that, the, the sacrifices were born in Bethlehem for the people. I love that. I mean, God has a sense of a destiny and plan that, that so goes far, so far beyond us. We say, oh, God, are you in charge? Come on. <laughs> he invented the charge. <laughs> he, he's got it all there. And so here it is that the little lambs were born for the sacrifice in Bethlehem, and this ties it all together. And this is a picture that he's drawing of what uh, Christ would be like. Now, Jesus loved this metaphor. Jesus loved the metaphor of sheep and shepherd. Because it was very relevant. I mean, there's not too many of us that are raising sheep. Maybe you are. I don't know. But uh, the, it's not real common now. But it was very common then. It was a very vivid picture. Jesus loved to talk about he's a shepherd. He loved to talk about gathering the sheep in. Loved to talk about how they're the, the, the sheep. And, if, and, and, and you can think about it. It goes on and on. You know, if they wander off, if one wanders off, you leave the 99, you go get the one you get. It, it, the picture is there over and over. So this is a picture that Micah has portrayed that Jesus loves and picks up all through his teaching. But I just want to start with one passage in Micah chapter 2 and verse 12. He's talking about the Messiah born in Bethlehem. He's talking about what he's going to do. And this is him declaring it, the Messiah, saying, I will surely assemble you, all of you. I will surely assemble all of you. And you think, well, what is that all about? Why was it so important? For Micah to write that the, the Messiah to come, would be the, the, the Lamb of God that would be born, would, would gather everyone around and would assemble. What does this mean? Let me just jump ahead because I want to focus on the word assemble. Hebrews talks about make sure that we assemble together. Hebrew talks about make sure you stick together. <laughs> make sure you, 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 you are gathered together, right? And I've often heard that preach in Hebrews chapter 10 that says that don't give up meeting together. Make sure you assemble together. Make sure that you're together. But we lose the purpose. We lose the meaning of this. What, why do you think it was so important for Christ to assemble us? Why was it so important for us, for Christ to put us together so we can have fellowship? And I think that's, that's part of it. That's, that's true. But there's something so much greater that we find in Hebrews chapter 10 that helps us understand why we meet together. <laughs> Maybe it's to worship, and it most certainly is. We are to worship God. That's why we come to church. You know? And maybe you come to church because you say, man, I need something. I need God to help me. I need God to work in my family. I need God to work in my finances. I need God to do something in my life, and I need to get to church and do that. Okay, that's good. That's right. But that's not the primary purpose for you to be fed. What? <laughs> it's not even... The primary purpose isn't even for you to worship God. I know you're going to throw stones on me, especially the front row, but hang in there. <laughs> Listen to me. Because the Bible says worship God all the time. Now, there's something powerful about collective worship, but we're to also worship God. But, but Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, is so amazing. It says, I want you to consider, think hard. Think really, 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 really hard how you can encourage someone in love and in action. I want you to think really hard about that so that the point being, how you do that is make sure you never stop assembling. Make sure you never stop coming together. 
Wow. So we assemble, here's the point, for a purpose. According to what we see in, it's not just so I can be fed, you will be fed. God will touch you. God's going to change your life. I believe that with all my heart. He spoke to me earlier. He does that every week. That God's going to speak to you. That God's going to touch you. God's going to, he's going to do that. And we certainly will worship. It's just amazing worship. Here we are to worship. That's right. But you know what? There's, there's, a, there's, an, there's an action. We are assembled for action. We are assembled for a purpose. So you got to know, long before Captain America ever stood up and said, Avengers, assemble, long before that. And if you don't know anything about Marvel and Avengers, then I'm sorry. But, but, but he, had that, he had that declaration. But you see, when he said, Avengers, assemble, there's a reason. It wasn't just so we can just love each other. We love these four walls. I, I'm so grateful for these four walls. I love these four walls. But how many know we did not sim- assemble to be in four walls? Lisa was doing some reading, and she, she came across this church in Ethiopia that's a monolithic church. And it's a monolithic. The reason it's called a monolithic because it's actually built inside the mountain. Inside the stone, it's way up high and buried within the stone. It, it, it is right there, and that's cool, and that's amazing. And there was a beautiful uh, pictures right on the stone, and that, that's all great. But how many know it's not, we weren't called to assemble only because of the four walls. There, there's a reason, there's a purpose you're here. There's a purpose you're here this morning, right now, that God wants you to understand, that God wants to speak into your life. Because before the captain, America, said, Avengers, assemble. The captain of the host was saying, come on, believers, assemble. Believers, assemble. I got something for you. I got an action for you. This is not just so that we can get together, feel good. I've done my thing. I've checked off my list. Now I can go. But there is a calling. There is an action. There's something that we're supposed to be a part of. And that's explained. Verse 12 says, okay, I'm going to assemble everyone. And then he explains it in verse 13. Micah chapter 2, verse 13. I love this verse. Stay with me. It says, the one, the one. Okay, I just got to stop. <laughs> it's a capital Oh, it's a capital one. That means it's somebody important. That means it's the Messiah. So the Messiah, the important one, will break, who breaks open the way, will go before them. They will break through the gate and go out. They, small t, (laughs) that's you and I. And sometimes we get those capitalizations backwards, do we not? We, we, the one is just like, the one. And then they, is, it's about us. But this verse shows us the one, Jesus, who breaks through, the Messiah, born in Bethlehem, who breaks through, uh, will go before them, goes before us, so that we will break through the gate and go out. Their king will pass through before them, and the Lord will be at their head. Now, he's talking about the Messiah. He's talking about the one born in Bethlehem. He's talking about this is what's going to happen. He breaks through first. <laughs> and we think we broke through. Hmm. God, I'm praying for this. I'm praying for this. And we get a breakthrough and say, wow, that's so amazing. No, did you understand he broke through first? The only reason you're breaking through anything is because Jesus broke through first. You know why they call, uh, call us followers? 
because we're supposed to follow. <laughs> we get that confused because sometimes it's like, Jesus, I can't get through this. And he breaks through. And excuse me, just stand here just a little bit, minute, because I'm going to break through now. No, no, no. We have to keep following. We have to keep following. He's the one that breaks through. He's the one that does it. And if we get off track at all, and then sometimes we try to break through and say, God, you don't love me because it didn't break through. You don't love me because this is not happening, and that's not happening, and I didn't get this for Christmas. I, whatever, you know. We, we, like, and God said, because I didn't go that way. Mm. I went this way. Are you willing to follow? Are you the little T? Are you the big O? Because the big O, the one, says, I'm going to break through. And when I break through, you follow me. You follow me. And then if, well, I love this, if we follow the big O, the Messiah, if we follow him, then we will break through. What are you trying to break through? What are you believing for? You better believe believing for something. What did you, what did you, in your prayer time this week, what did you ask God for? God, I'd do this. And if you did nothing, that's, we need to go backwards. <laughs> You, you should be asking, believing God for something, for your family, for some aspect in your life, for the people around you, for your community, for your neighbors. Don't just curse them. Let, them, let God know that he, he died for them. Let them know. Let them know. Are you, are you, what, are you, what are you believing for? What are you asking God for? Then, then that's what, that's what. God will break through. And God will do it. God loves to break through. He loves to break through. That's what he does. In fact, in fact, the breakthrough is literally uh, it, the breaker. The breaker. It's literally uh, not just one who do, does something. He is the breaker. He is the breakthrough. You're trying to say, God, I need this. No, you need Christ, the breakthroughher, the one who breaks through for your life, for your family, for your finances, for every aspect of life. This is what we trust in. This is what we believe in. God is the one that breaks through. It literally means to shatter. There's nothing left. God breaks through the gate. Now, this can get confusing sometimes because the Bible is full of metaphors. And the, Jesus even said, I'm the gate. So, okay, wait a minute. He's breaking through him? <laughs> He was broken, so maybe do that. But I don't know. You get confused, and it's so funny, you know, because when I was in school, they said, don't mix your metaphors. And, and then I studied the Scripture, and Jesus constantly mixed these metaphors. He, he explained it like this. Now, that didn't work. I'll explain it like this. That didn't work. I'll explain it like this. He loved mixing metaphors because it, it was never about the picture. It was about the action that the picture showed. And so it's, you can look at this and say, well, wait a minute. What, what do you mean I break through a gate? <laughs> what do you mean he's going to break through the gate? What, what, what is that about? So I, I think the problem is sometimes we get confused because we're looking at the wrong gate. So what gate does the breaker break through? What is Micah saying that he will break through? And, and if you're ever confused and you're thinking, I don't, I'm not sure where it is, just go back to what the Scripture says. It's all there. It's very simple. Jesus explained it. And Jesus said it. <laughs> And said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, he said, watch this. You're going to love this. I will build, literally assemble. 
I will assemble my church. <laughs> come, come, get it. Believers, assemble. <laughs> get ready for something. Get ready for action. You know, because when Captain America said, Avengers assemble, you know, and they did that. Oh, I'll forget. The, there's a really cool African boom singing. Come on, with me. Don't any of you watch it, Marvel? <laughs> you know, whatever. Whatever. They were all excited. I just love that. I just, just you know, when... when when, when Captain America said, Avengers assemble, that means they were going to do something. There was something. And you got to know, when Jesus said, I will assemble, I will build my church, it's ready for something. And he says, I will build my church and the very gates of hell. How many times do you get to hear your pastor say hell? Well, here it is. The gates that we, we make it all nice in Hades. It means Hell. He says, I'm going to break through the gates of hell and destroy them. They will not overcome me. They will not overcome you. We can break through the very things that hold us. So what's the picture here? And what does the action show us? That God has broken through sin. And God has broken through shame. And God has broken through failure so that we can break through. Remember, he breaks through so that we can break through. Our breakthrough is in him because he's the breaker. He's the big O, we're the little T. Everyone got that? You forget everything else. Get Grab that. He breaks through first, and he breaks through for us. He breaks through that sin that you think is overwhelming, you cannot defeat. And that thought, that fear, the shame, the failure, the weakness. Oh, he breaks through because he's a breaker. He will shatter it. He will destroy it. He is amazing and we can follow him we can follow through in everything that he's doing in our life if we're willing to if we're willing to believe if we're willing to trust him christ has broken through do we believe that you see why have we assembled because god has broken through and god is god has in this christmas your christmas energy when you get overwhelmed you get exhausted you feel like it's, it's too much, then you need to understand, you know what? Christ broke through. I don't have to be insecure. Boy, do we not live in the most insecure world ever. You know, because they had troubles, you know, years before, but then they have other morals and foundations that they sort of based on. But we are just, we are, our, our society, our world is just all upside down. Left is right, right is left, right is wrong, wrong is right. And that's the world that we live in, and it's so easy for you to look at it and go, I don't even know what to do, I don't even know what to think. You know, is it, is it D-I-E or is it D-E-I or whatever, you know? Come on. <laughs> we, 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 it's confusing to understand, and then we have to understand, Christ is broken through. We follow him. And I find, I'm just so amazed that, there's persecution here. You believe that? You do that? You, you, you think that's wrong? You know, who, you, you, you're, you're awful. You're terrible. And you said, no, no, no. I'm following. Come on, listen to me. I'm, I'm following. I'm following Christ. I'm following what he broke through. And I will believe that. And you have to believe that. You have to break through for your family. 
You have to break through for your family. I believe that with all my heart. If you're not breaking through for your family, then you don't understand how Christ has broken through. You've got to break through for your family. You've got to believe for your family. You've got to believe for your finance. You've got to break through that and trust God. And then, how do I break through my finance? Okay, there's things. You know, you've got to give. God blesses the giver. He loves a good uh, 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 giver if we have a generous heart. There's an understanding to do that. But you have to break through through your neighbors. <laughs> That means you've got to be nice to them. Because <laughs> if you can't have a decent conversation with them, you might preaching too much. I just want to let you know. If, 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 if we don't understand how to love this world, because that's what we're called to do. We're called to action. You're called to breakthrough. And you see, I love this. As again, I love being here. I love it when everyone assembled. I want you to bring everyone next week and we'll be assembled more. <laughs> It'll be amazing. It's going to be so much fun. But you see, we assemble for a reason. We assemble for a purpose. We assemble for the breakthrough. And I'm telling you this week, God spoke as clearly to my heart as he ever had. I was praying for your breakthrough. There's a breakthrough for every one of you, every single one of you, everyone. God knew who was going to be here this morning. There's a breakthrough for you that God wants to do in your life. There's a breakthrough. Maybe it's in the way you're thinking. Maybe you're trapped in this little box of fear, of pain. Pain can be a box. A lot of times pain reveals where we're, where, where we're at, and the Bible even talks about how it builds character in us, but it also can be a box if you don't break through. And sometimes the past can be a box. And all we see is the past. Sometimes I meet people like that and say, oh, pastor, you know, this happened and that happened. And then, oh, man, it hurts me to even hear that. Especially that a, that a, a man of God or anything would, would, or a woman of God would, would, would do that. It hurts me to think of that. But I'm going to tell you something diabolical, as difficult, as hard as that is, God broke through for you. And I don't know what your breakthrough is, but man, I, he broke through so that we can assemble for action. Are you ready to do something? Imagine. Let's go back to my marvel. Don't go home and watch it this afternoon. No, I'm not. This Imagine if he turned around and said, okay, assemble. And they said, okay, and they sat down, they started having a little tea, you know, little crumpets, you know, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> Thinking, what's a crumpet? I don't know either, but it just seemed to fit the picture. <laughs> no. Come on, let's do something. This Christmas week, a symbol for action. Breakthrough. Nothing breaks through and nothing makes it stronger then we break through on our knees. And you ask that God, you see this hurt, you see this struggle, you see this pain in this person, in this life, in this situation. God, I believe in your breakthrough. And watch. And then you will break through. And then you'll see other people breaking through. You see, we follow. Christianity is about following. We're followers of Christ, right? It's always about following. So Christ broke through, right? So that we can break through so someone else can break through. Now, we're still following Christ. He's always it. <laughs> you follow me, I'll lead you off the stage. It's a cliff. But follow me as I follow Christ. I think Paul said that. 
In, in fact, Paul said, you imitate me. You imitate me. Everything I do, you want to do. And, and I grew up in a church sometimes that the, <clears throat> the pastor would say, don't, don't do what I do, you know, the, you just do with Christ. No, that's not scriptural. That is not scriptural. You do what I do. You love like I love. Wow. Okay, there's some serious pressure on that, but that's okay because Christ broke through and I can break through and you can break through. And sometimes we don't break through because we're afraid someone behind us won't like what we did. You got to keep loving. You got to keep trusting. You got to keep breaking through. And as you break through, someone else will break through. Imagine, and someone else will break through and someone else will break through. And Jesus said, I will build my church. I will assemble my church so the very gates of hell, because you see, we not only break out, and it says that literally, that verse said, and they will go out, but we go out so we can go back. I don't want to go back to the gates of hell. I do. Because there's somebody still in chains. There's somebody still hurting. There's somebody still broken. And it needs to know, there's a, there's a hole in the wall. <laughs> When's the last time you told someone there's a hole in the wall? You can get out of this. It didn't have to be this way. Now they have to get up and they have to follow and they have to break through. Everybody has to break through. Everybody has to break through. And the breakthrough is simply this. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, forgive me. And if you're wondering, Greg, I want to break through. How do I, how do I break through? Let's start there. Jesus, come in my life. Jesus, come into my heart. Change me. Cleanse me. Forgive me. Help me to break through the sin, the doubt, the shame, the fear, so someone else can break through. Church! Come on, core church. Are you ready to assemble? Are you ready for action? Are you ready to love someone? To consider, as Hebrew says, to think hard about how we can spur someone on to good actions and to love? then let's assemble. Let's do something. Let's love. Let's make a difference. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray that this word, it just permeates our mind, our spirit. But Lord, let it just be covered in your grace and your love and your mercy in a way that maybe we've never even experienced before. God, there's people here right now, I'm believing, that need this breakthrough that need a breakthrough in their life, not just in their relationship with you, but in other areas, in relationship with someone else, in, in, in attention and friction that's there, in, 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 in fear or in or the finances are overwhelming. They need a breakthrough. And God, we're going to pray right now. We're going to believe for that breakthrough. I want you to agree with me. In the name of Jesus, God, move, breakthrough, 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 because you are the big O, and you are the little T's. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, do that for every single person, anyone watching online. God, you can break through even at home. You can break through right there as they're watching, as they're, uh, wherever they're watching this, wherever they're at, God, in this room, no, it doesn't matter, God, you can break through right now, right now, break through. God is, by your grace and by your strength, and by the power of Jesus Christ, I proclaim this and declare this over every single heart. In the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.